0: Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, and it's the April 17th, 2020 edition of Down to Business, our weekly podcast, produced by the man who's also our publisher, Ernesto Burden, our boss, who's working hard behind the controls, behind the glass, as they say. And uh, we have, as our regular panel, Bob Sanders, staff writer for New Hampshire Business Review, and our associate editor, Lisa Ryla. So anyway, today the big story is since it's April 17th, is that yesterday on April 16th, the $350 billion paycheck protection program that was supposed to that's the lifeline for you know New Hampshire with small businesses across the country ran out of money after less than two weeks, Bob. And you have a story on our on com today about exactly what that means, how it you know, how it unfolded, and in New Hampshire, we, you know how, how it affects New Hampshire businesses specifically, and then maybe uh, maybe a little bit of a it has a look also at what this means nationally and how it might be resolved. So, Bob, could you tell me a little bit about what happened what happened in New Hampshire? How many how many loans were given out, and what do we have any idea what's in the pipeline?
1: Um, Yeah, uh, there's—New Hampshire did pretty well in this program, even though it weeks, uh, we managed to uh, get out about uh, 7,000 loans. Now, this this is—the banks actually loan the money, and the SBA backs the loan, and it's really more of a grant program, because they will forgive the loans if you retain your workers. So um, anyway, that came out to 1.5 billion dollars, and that's about uh, 7,000 is about a quarter of uh, the businesses in New Hampshire. And this is uh, week-old data; we don't have updated data. So. Um, so, even back on monday like four four days before uh the, we ran out of money uh we we loaned to a quarter of businesses now, a lot of businesses may not have gotten their money yet because this means approved. there's another step to closing, but uh, generally, we did better than the country, which was uh more like seventeen percent um and uh we did way better than Unfortunately, um, places like uh, New York and New Jersey, who are really getting hit hard by the pandemic, they they were at the bottom of the list. So they they had fewer,
0: few, a smaller percentage of their businesses received loans uh, before the, uh, the 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 money ran out. And New Hampshire is doing pretty well in terms of that. Now, this is what I uh, just to clarify it a little bit. You say there are seven thousand businesses received loans. But from what I understand and actually I know we had a we have a story in our paper about uh, Tom Boucher who owns great great New Han- great NH restaurants, the chain chain of about ten I believe ten restaurants in New Hampshire and he took out ten individual loans for his restaurants. So I would imagine there are other uh, probably mostly in the hospitality industry, uh, same kind of uh, businesses, corporations taking on individual loans, even though they're one business for for different facilities. Is that is that what you've seen also? Uh,
1: yeah. The, um, the Like McDonald's, for instance, uh, the, the, the restaurant industry got a carve out, which basically says that even though we have more than 500 employees as a group, we can break it out by location.
0: So, Bob got all these businesses. You said there was a quarter of New Hampshire businesses, give or take, have gotten these loans. So that means three quarters of them, or somewhere of part of that three quarters, do not have loans. What's the next step for them? What are they supposed to do? Just twiddle their thumbs and wait, I guess.
1: Yes, there's waiting. Uh, Congress is uh, uh, talking about replenishing this. Both political parties and the presidents uh, uh, support that in concept, but it's Coming as part of a next, uh, uh, you know, a a next generation uh, uh, coronavirus package that will include all sorts of things that they don't agree on. So we have no idea how long that will be. There are a couple of other things. One is there's an emergency loan program that was originally meant for hurricanes but declared across the whole country uh, and other localized disasters. Now it's national. Okay. Well, Fabio, I think your
0: audio is just kind of breaking up on us. It's hard to hear you. So I think what we're going to do right now is head for a break. And then when we get back, we'll uh, see what we can do about that.
2: This episode of Down to Business is brought to you by the New Hampshire Business Committee for the Arts. The New Hampshire Business Committee for the Arts invites you to its annual Business in the Arts Awards on the digital stage with a week-long virtual celebration of the arts from May 11th through the 15th. The NHBCA's signature event recognizes businesses of all shapes and sizes, individuals as well as organizations, for working together to build some of New Hampshire's most vibrant, diverse, and prosperous communities. Go to nhbca.com to register for your backstage pass to this one-of-a-kind awards event. Be among the first to know who made the biggest splash with their contributions to New Hampshire's robust arts and cultural scene last year. This year's nominees come from every corner of the state, including Keene, Lebanon, Concord, Nashua, and Exeter. Make sure you are part of the excitement. Sign up today at nhbca.com for your VIP access to the 36th Annual Arts Awards.
0: Okay, uh, well, sorry, we apologize for that uh, audio quality for, with Bob. I, we had some bandwidth issues, which is, you know, we're all remote, so we have to learn to live with something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, there, there is more information actually about this at, on, in Bob's story on nhbr.com if you're interested in finding out some more. Anyway, let's turn to Lisa Ryler, our, our associate editor. And Lisa has had, did a pretty thorough, well, actually a very thorough job looking at what's going on for the tourism economy in New Hampshire, that's a huge sector of our economy, employs many thousands of people. It's been the hospitality sector, as we know, has been shut down now, basically from because of the coronavirus. Uh, it's April seventeenth. We're about six weeks away from what is the unofficial start to the summer, which is Memorial Day. And we don't this. We don't know when this uh, when this stay at home order ends. We don't know when the uh, when, when all these uh, businesses can maybe reopen. So Lisa, could you say what, what's going on in the tourism industry, which is you know obviously uh, watching this with bated
2: breath, as they say?
3: They are well. I would say that the tourism industry, from what I've gathered, is. Um, the beginning of the summer season could be anywhere between Memorial Day or they're even hopeful that July one will still be feasible. And so I think that says a lot about what is going on with the coronavirus, where um, you know, as Cheryl Reardon, who is the President of the White Mountains Attractions Association, they market a lot of the big attractions up in the White Mountains. She told me, you know, this next three weeks are going to be critical because we need people to stay at home to uh, you know, slow the spread. And that way they hope that they will still get their our you know, the we can all still get our summer and they can get their tourism dollars. Um, But right now, it's just so unknown. I mean, the Division of Travel and Tourism, I asked them when they expected um, things to return to normal, and they just will not make any sort of prediction of when that might be. And I think that's really telling, because what it is is they're waiting for Governor Sununu to announce, you know, what is happening with this May 4th stay-at-home
0: Okay, uh, well, sorry, but we apologize for that uh, audio quality for, with Bob. I, we had some bandwidth issues, which is, you know, we're all remote, so we have to learn to live with something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, there do, there is more information actually about this at, on, in Bob's story on NHBR.com if you're interested in finding out some more. Anyway, let's turn to Lisa Ryler, our, our associate editor. And Lisa has had did a pretty thorough, well, actually a very thorough job looking at what's going on for the tourism economy in New Hampshire. That's a huge sector of our economy, it employs many thousands of people. It's been, the hospitality sector, as we know, has been shut down now, basically, from, because of the coronavirus. Uh, it's April 17th. We're about six weeks away from what is the unofficial start to the summer, which is Memorial Day. And we don't, This we don't know when this, uh, when the stay-at-home order ends, we don't know when the uh, when, when all these uh, businesses can maybe reopen. So, Lisa, could you say what, what's going on in the tourism industry, which is you know obviously uh, watching this with bated breath, as they say?
3: They are well. I would say that the tourism industry, from what I've gathered, is. Um, the beginning of the summer season could be anywhere between Memorial Day or they're even hopeful that July 1 will still be feasible. And so I think that says a lot about what is going on with the coronavirus where, um, you know, as Cheryl Reardon, who is the president of the White Mountains Attractions Association, they market a lot of the big attractions up in the White Mountains. She told me, you know, this next three weeks are going to be critical because we need people to stay at home to, uh, you know, slow the spread. And that way they They hope that they will still get their, you know, we can all still get our summer and they can get their tourism dollars. Um, But right now, it's just so unknown. I mean, the division of travel and tourism, I asked them when they expected um, things to return to normal and they just will not make any sort of prediction of when that might be. And I think that's really telling because what it is is they're waiting for Governor Sununu. I think there's a lot of businesses, especially in the hospitality and tourism industries that are thinking that it will be extended past May 4th. And the question is just how, how long will this go on?
0: Yeah, actually, the governor yesterday in his in his press conference said that uh, he he uh, will let everybody know well in advance of May fourth whether he's going to extend the order. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, well in advance means I assume sometimes next week. And I don't know if that's if if the facts on the ground are going to justify uh, opening everything up on May fourth. Now, the other thing that that I have to say in in your reporting, you said you found that even even now there are apparently some businesses that are kind of putting up the white flag on this stuff or they're just kind of saying, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know if we can be open this year. What, 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 have, what did you find in that?
3: Well, I, I mean, I, speaking with Mike Summers of the New Hampshire um, Lodging and Restaurant Association, uh, he was saying that there's a lot of, you know, restaurants and hotels that are in limbo right now. So I think those are the businesses that especially are... Concerned about whether they will be able to stay in business, um, especially as you know things are up in the air. And as I was saying with uh, restaurants, my I did a piece you know a few weeks ago looking at the restaurants when they had to close immediately, and um, that you know I was being told that for a restaurant to start up again, I mean this is a big deal. They have to go you know purchase all have make sure they have all the food on hand, have um, their staff prepared, make sure the restaurants prepared to take people in. So they need at at least two weeks' notice. And even that, I think, is still a pretty quick turnaround for them. So I think those are the businesses that are um, in limbo in terms of, you know, the big attractions like Canobie Lake Park or Water Country or Santa's Village. They'll, they'll probably be able to survive this because they, um, but I mean, they're still waiting too on the fact that people will buy summer passes or winter passes or things, even the ski industry. And that has slowed down right now just because there's so much uncertainty. So some businesses will survive and unfortunately some businesses may not. Yeah,
0: because to put it in perspective, you know, we always, every year we talk about uh, how the Christmas season is essential for retail. They make so much of their profit in the Christmas season. Well, you know, in, in New Hampshire and tourism, summer season is is Christmas basically. That's that's the bulk of the for the most part, except for ski, obviously. But for the most part, that is a that's that's the major uh, economic engine for, for almost all the, inter- the tourism industry. And if even with a late start, it's not going to be uh, the most uh, profitable year for them. I'm sure they're hoping just to get back in the, back on their feet. But the, there's another aspect to this that you investigated, and that's also just the idea of the people who are second homeowners. And, and what's the story with that? I mean, I, we read stories about a lot of people with second homes coming up, and you know, from New York or Boston or wherever, and opening and just coming to New Hampshire because they seem it's they feel like it's safer. But what what's, what else is going on in terms of second homes?
3: Well, it's interesting because I mean, I think we've seen too. There's some other stories out there um, talking about how um, some of these tourism communities. Um, are a little hesitant to have second homeowners come up because the question is, well, one, are they spreading the virus potentially mm-hmm. to other people up here? And so what it is is, um, I mean, I, Cheryl Reardon there, getting with the White Mountains Attractions Association, told me that when Governor Sununu, uh stated, you know, issued the stay-at-home order, and he also then said that those with second homes needed to self-isolate for 14 days. She felt that that had eased some concerns with residents of um, people coming from out of town because obviously uh, second homeowners, I mean, we can't just close our borders to them. Um, I was being told that the town of Wolfboro has you know, 40% of homeowners are second homeowners. So these are people that pay taxes too and contribute to New Hampshire. Um, they, A lot of them... It kind of depends on the area. The Lakes region saw um, a lot of people coming up already and wanting to ride out these stay-at-home orders up in the Lakes region. Um, whereas on the Seacoast, I spoke with um, Harris Real Estate in Hampton, and they told me that they, found, obviously with the beaches closed, a lot of those people were staying in their, um, you know, full-time, you know, the year-round homes in, in Massachusetts or potentially summerings continuing to winter down in Florida. So um, it kind of depends on you can see that people aren't rushing back to the beaches because they're still closed, but he's still hopeful that, um, you know, they have summer homes booked through the season in terms of those who vacation here. So it seems like there should still be some activity, but there is, there will be a, a, it won't be the same as last summer because one, the season might start later. And two, the question is whether tourists are going to feel, you know, what are people going to think about being in crowds and what is going to be the, uh, you know, Uh, will people feel safe enough to go out and to continue their summers as they used to?
0: Yeah and and actually something else that you you found was that apparently the state's going to kind of change its marketing approach once they start marketing again and you know they're going to kind of keep it closer to home in terms of marketing and not maybe not spread it out around the country because they're expecting people to want to stay close to home. Is that is that what you found?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The travel uh, division of travel and tourism director Lori Hanois, was telling me that. Um, I mean, you know, they. I've covered this in the past with their marketing efforts and they'd go way out into Canada and Boston, New York, and I'm sure they'll still continue some of that because those are within uh, driving distance, but they're not going to push further than that because um, I think with so much uncertainty. You don't really see people, you know, I, I'm, curious who will be buying plane tickets I I have have no plans to fly in the next year and um, so I think that's what they're looking at is who could they get that decides okay let's go up to New England for a long weekend or for a week and just drives and some people really do make vacation plans last minute like that but right now they are not spending any marketing dollars not the Division of Travel and Tourism or um, White Mountains um, Attractions Association they um, are just halting all advertisements and using social media and their websites right now just because again it's so much is unknown about when people will actually be able to travel
0: yeah i wish i wish we could find out sooner but you know we're just all waiting actually it's just we're all waiting to get out of our remote
1: offices aren't we
3: yeah Uh, well the point (laughs) is we, we gotta stay if we stay put now we might still get a great summer ahead so everyone has to you know be responsible just stay home stick it out and eventually we'll be able to get out there when the nice weather comes
0: well said absolutely right Anyway, uh, I want to thank Lisa, uh, Lisa Ryla, our, our associate our associate editor, and before that it was Bob Sanders breaking up occasionally, but our, our staff writer, Bob Sanders, and our publisher and producer, uh, Ernesto Burden. Thank you very much, Ernesto. And I, and I also want to thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. This is Jeff Feingold of New Hampshire Business Review signing off.